The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. I don't usually get that nervous when we're recording an episode of the podcast, but when there's a hundred million people watching you, it's a little bit more difficult to not be nervous. Okay, I think 100 million might have been a slight exaggeration, but Rob, we are recording this while broadcasting it live, right? Yes, we're doing this crazy 24-hour podcast-a-thon thing, which is going to include us recording a few podcast episodes. And so that means that for the first time, we've talked about doing a podcast episode and streaming it live, but we're actually doing it. There are people watching us balls this up, potentially, live on the interwebs. What a lovely, lovely time. He has two middle names, but his parents don't even know why. Please welcome hypnotist Robert Temple. And he complained because his cleaner wasn't cleaning the oven properly, so she did such a good job, she ended up cleaning all of the little temperature marks off, and now he has to guess how hot his oven is at any one time. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Let's kick off the show. Off we go. Hello, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. From Email Marketing Heroes, back once again. We're back, and this time, as I said, we are streaming this episode live as we record it, which we're very excited about. So by the time you're hearing this, if you're not watching the stream, it's already happened, but you are still going to get the goods from it. We're really excited to be joined by our guest. Rob, here are my three facts. Well, two of them are made up. One of them's true about our friend Abraham, who's joining us on the show today. Which one of these is true? One of his hobbies is parkour. That's that thing where you fling yourself over buildings and free running all that sort of stuff, I think. Um, did he spend his rent money once on buying shoes? Or mm. does he participate in speed walking contests? So I have a 100% record of getting these wrong up to this point. So far, 100% so, record so far, of getting so them crap, wrong. Yes. Uh, and so I think I'm going to assume, I can't decide if that first one is a bluff or a double bluff where you've pretended like you've, you've looked up that thing and then you've given it a name and then pretended you don't know quite what it's called or whether that's actually the fact. So I think that that is probably the made up one where you've had to look it up. And I think that Abraham once spent his rent money on shoes. Abraham, what's true? <laughs> Spent my rent money on shoes. That is true. It's the Did first right? time. <laughs> In the history of the show, Rob has never got it right. And today, I mean, who knows what the hell's going to happen for the rest of the day if Rob started getting things right. Anyway, welcome. How, I mean, what the hell happened, Abraham? How did you end up spending your rent money on shoes? All right. So it was, I always uh, wanted these shoes, mm. right? And I never really thought about it, but it was this one day that I went to the mall and I was just like, I'm just going to go into Neiman Marcus and go check out some shoes. Right. So 
I saw the shoes and I just wasn't thinking. It's like the adrenaline rush, they desire to get the shoes that I always wanted to get it. I didn't just, I mean, I was trying, I'm like, let me just try these on, you know, and I tried them on and it's just like, <laughs> it just, it just, I guess, hypnotized me and I didn't know what I was doing. So, and the salesperson was good too. So he kept, you know, oh, these shoes look good on you. And I'm looking in the mirror and I'm always like fantasizing about, oh, I'm going to wear it to this event. It's going to look really good. And this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead. Let's, let's buy it. So they're going to look we, great when I'm living under a bridge. I mean, they're yeah, going to look awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, like walking around under the bridge and with these shoes, <laughs> at least I have these expensive shoes on my feet though. Wow, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Very cool. I got it right. <laughs> I can't believe wrong. I'm, I'm furious because I actually don't know how you pronounce it. I think it is parkour, but I heard somebody mention it the other day and I thought I'm going to use that. So I did look up the spelling though, even though you're not going to see it. So obviously you've been around email marketing a little while, Abraham. And one of the things we want to talk to you about is, is when we're going to launch something, which we want to talk about sort of seeding ideas and like and sort of queuing people up for that desire. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'll normally call this if I was kind of teaching, if I was teaching a class on this, mm-hmm. would be the psychology of a six-figure email launch wow, per se. Fancy. So, okay. Yes, if you have a, if I mean, if you have an, if you have like a bigger email list, right? So it's just kind of like okay, saying like a six-figure launch, but it could be a successful launch in any of, of any kind. Sure. Uh, so normally it's kind of like letting people know. So I would I would think about it, or you think about it like a big movie premiere that's coming out. And you see like, you know, the commercials like two, three months ahead of time, it's always like building anticipation and there's so much buzz around it. And then on by the time it drops, it's like there's so much anticipation in human beings with anticipation and curiosity wants to know what this one good thing about. So they just rush in, they flood in and you get like big, you know, moving movie opening. So obviously the movie has to be good, right? It has to be interesting enough. And that's kind of the same thing. So if you have a list that you know, so for example, let's say you built a list off of email marketing, teaching people how to um to email marketing and the front end of the li- of, of the of the on page or the you know the offer was like let me teach you five steps if it's in an ebook or something so you know for sure everybody who subscribed to that list gave you an email saying yes I'm interested in email marketing okay. right so you already know what that is so if you have like a big email marketing launch coming up maybe something where it's like a coaching program or whatever it is you will start and it's like a new um you know new little launch you put them together you will start by introducing, you know, the concept of email marketing or whatever, or that new concept you were taught, you you know, you have in the course that's coming up or this launch. About two weeks, you know, sometimes it's two weeks, sometimes it's a week, but, you know, some ahead of time, right? Because you want to create this buzz. You want to create this anticipation. And in that, in that you're going to, you know, you're going to get enough buzz, enough attention that once you actually launch this, this on the launch day, you get a lot of sales coming. And that's really how you blow it up. Oh, so it's a bit like that, that teasing thing about when you meet somebody really attractive and they're like, hey, I'm sexy. Hey, I'm sexy. So when you get the opportunity, like, it's really exciting. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, and it's kind of like to, to follow up on that. It's it's kind of what we do in copywriting most of the time. It's like uh, the analogy, like, don't want to sound like sexist or anything. or But it's like uh, they will say like a female with a short skirt, right? So it's, it's long enough for you to see, I mean, for you to, to get your attention, but like, I mean, it's short enough to get your, it's long enough to get your attention, but not long enough or short enough to see everything. You know what I mean? So it's like, you give me these so tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never, I've never heard that before, but I'm, I'm, I think it's a winner. Yeah. With so this. It's, like, it's like, okay, giving it to you without really giving it to you, you know? And then it's like, okay, I want my curiosity and I want to see exactly what's more. So you, you know, and if it's interesting enough and it's something that they're interested in based on their desires or fears or those kind of things, you can always keep giving these little tidbits and getting people to, you know, keep getting interested. Short skirts and tidbits. Lovely. Rob. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do find this really interesting. I like the analogy of comparing it to like a, you know, all the hype and buzz for a movie premiere and stuff. But sometimes you go to the cinema and the other, and there's a, a trailer for a film. And at the end, it'll, you think, oh, this looks amazing. And at the end, the big deep voice comes on and says, um, you know, in cinemas in 2092, like it's, it's years away from being mm-hmm. actually released. How long are, are you thinking this process should be? If you've got this new program that's going to launch, how long are we doing this testing of the pulse and all that stuff for? Yeah, I'd say uh, two weeks because you're right. Again, you have to kind of find a good balance, right? You don't want it to be too long where people just, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm over this now, right? Where people forget, but you don't want it to be too short where people aren't really prepared enough, right? right. So again, it's kind of like creating enough buzz to make people, the anticipation is there and you're creating the right expectations of what to expect, what is this going to cost as far as like what it is and then what exactly, not what exactly because you're not going to give, but what to expect in the program and, you know, who, who is it for and kind of like around the price point a little bit so they know ahead of time because if you don't do that it's kind of like okay you're leaving it up to chance because people might not be prepared and most of the time they're not interested enough to see okay you know what I don't know about all of this. So you just got to kind of find that balance. So and in that was, movie trailer sort of setup, that sort of teaser campaign that's going up, do you do you exactly. nail on the price? You say this is exactly how much it's going to be. It's going to be $2,000. Or do you say, or do you let them know a sort of a, a, a sort of price bracket going, you know, for less than three grand, you could be really successful? Exactly. So yeah, for something like that. So you kind of give them, uh, give them a general idea of what to expect so they know, because again, you don't want to give them everything. So at the end of the day, it's just enough for them to get their mind racing, but not enough to give them the whole thing. Okay. That's really, really interesting. So we'll go, so how long are we going to spend? Do we, do we sort of nail it down to, is it a couple of weeks? Yeah, a couple of weeks. And normally, because when I do an email sequence, like my average, I mean, the normal thing I do will be a 10 day email sequence so to go out over 10 days nice. now sometimes you can stretch it out to 14 or 15 days yeah. so if it's like 15 days you do 12 to 13 emails or depending on how many emails you know depending on like you know the price point right so okay. if, it, if it's a more expensive course or more expensive launch you will you know the more email you put in because you know you need more finesse and creating all that anticipation and stuff like right. that right so the, the question on everyone's on everyone's mind right now is going to be okay i'm going to email everybody for 10 to 12 maybe 14 days what is the content in those things pointing to? Is it is it pointing to anything? Like what what, what makes up that process? Okay, so that's a great question, actually. So the first thing is you want to create a need. You're not going to really create a need because the need is there, right? So you know your audience and everything, and you know what they want. Mm-hmm. But you're going to create. You're going to step. Okay, you're going to bring the need to the forefront, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like okay, if I want to. So I give an example. If I'm launching and uh, if I'm launching a uh, uh, like, uh, like if I have a launch coming up on how to, you know, write emails that get the clicks in and, and, and stuff like that. Right? right. So the first thing I'll say is I'm going to start edifying, you know, the, 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 I mean, email marketing. Right. So the f- first thing I'll say is, um, you know, having an email list because we all know it's like an asset in your business, right? Why it's important because Facebook can shut you down. YouTube can shut you down. All these different platforms can shut you down. And if you're only using those platforms to market your business, the first thing is you have to play within their rules, right? That's the first thing. And the second thing, if this shuts you down, you have no way of generating revenue for your business because you, you got to keep marketing. So that's that's a that's a need that I've created or that's, that they already know, but it's back to the forefront. So now you understand, you know, the, the importance of email marketing, having a huge email list, because first it's like, okay, if I want to make a promo, it's my list. I can do whatever I want to do with it. I can sit 20 minutes and write an email and broadcast it to a list of 50,000 people, even if, a ten, if it's a $10 offer. 
I can make a lot of money in a little bit of time, right? Just by blasting, just by 20 minutes, because a million people can see one email at a time. So those are just different things you're bringing in there. And then you're going to say, so you're giving them information, right? So again, it's like, like I said, I think we spoke and I talked about like the four types of emails and that's kind of what I'll do. So it's like, the first thing is you tell a story of how, you know, you've used emails to generate X amount of dollars, right? So that's so like that's an what outcome I've proof type thing. Like this is the exactly. outcome I achieved. Okay. Exactly. So proof content little by little. And then you're like, well, if you want to know how to make, you know, if you want to, I have a, I have, I have something exciting coming up. That's going to show you how to, you know, uh, write emails to generate X amount of dollars for your business right? or increase your revenue. Stay tuned. So every time you send an email, you're going to drop little tidbits in there, like a PS or something like that for them to, you know, anticipate. So over time, every time you do that, you're going to keep dropping tidbits. And then the second part will be, you now you want to kind of get them to the point where you see if they will be interested in something like this. So like I said, it's kind of like micro commitments, right? So they're opening the emails, they're reading it. Obviously you got to make sure they're opening the emails and reading it. So that's where we're talking from right now, but you want to see if people will be interested in something like this. So the, the next thing you do is you create a micro commitment, see them, let them take action. Right? So you're like, well, if you want to know how you can, you know, generate or you can increase your email engagement and increase your revenue X amount, X percentage over time, and you're interested in learning more about this, join the wait list, right? So you can be one, so you can get an exclusive invite. You can be one of the first. So oh, it's something it, like that. It. So okay. then you put that out there, like, let's say one week, one week ahead of time after you've actually sent like an email, introducing the ideas little by little, just planting the seed. So you will do something like that. And then you kind of sit back and watch. So depending on how many people over time will subscribe to that list, then you know you have something really good over there because they've taken action, right? So that's kind of how you take it a step further. And I would say to hack this process where you know for a fact that, okay, if I launch this, now I've seen enough buzz to know that this is going to be successful right after the game. And you've also got a little like that micro commitment from them, but also you've got a bit of validation of concept for you. So exactly. that's a nice thing about having that wait list thing. So even though they're on your, I want to just reiterate this, the way you do it is, even though they're already on your list, you make them go opt in again. It's not just a click of a link and I'm now unregistered. They have to go opt in again, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. And and I've used to, so the thing is I've done it for a lot of my clients, right? And then I was launching like a copywriting program and I, I think, uh, and I had a list about like uh, 70 people, right? So I was like, let me just try this out. I'm going to try this out for myself and see how it works on like a smaller scale because I've done this on a bigger scale, but for other people with lists. And I had been like emailing this list before it was about copywriting and stuff. So what I did was it was 70 people on the list and I was just like, okay, let me try this out. And I'm going to say this because for me, like, because I'm like a one man team, it took me a long time to even launch this stuff. So it took me like two to three months before I finally launched it from the, from the day that I actually introduced the idea, but just to kind of give you, you know, the, um, the power of this thing. So I kept sending emails over the course of just seven days I wrote seven emails and I kept sending them out. And I pretty much told them, Hey, if you interested in, you know, learning more about this, um, because I was like, I'm going to teach you how to write copy and then clients, you know, over the course of whatever it is. And, and the, the um, actual, because the need for this is most newbie copywriters, because I used to be that, was, you know, they will learn how to write copy. Most of the time, there are great courses out there. But one of the things that was missing was actually teach them systematically how to land clients, especially as a newbie. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I see your need here. So I'm going to, you know, not exploit because that's not a, that's kind of not a good word, but I, I'm, I'm going to like build a campaign around that. 
And I kind of knew how to do it because I've actually figured it out on my own, how to kind of gain clients as a newbie and those kind of things. So I pretty much told him, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to create. So this is what you need to do as a copywriter. If you want to land clients, you know, you don't go after people who are going after the like sophisticated uh, uh, clients, right? Because they're going to go, they're not going to look at you. They're mostly looking at more experienced copywriting. If you go to the bottom Everybody is fighting over there. So much competition, especially when you knew you, you, you know, you, you, you competing on price. So your chances of success is pretty small. So what if I told you there's actually a way you can position yourself as a newbie and get, you know, clients. So that was kind of like the idea, the big idea of this email launch sequence. And I just left it there. So I will send the emails and over like the course of like uh, seven days, when I sent those emails, I got like 20 people out of the 70 to subscribe to the email list to the wait list. So right. I was like, okay, now I have something here. So I just left it there and I, because I had a lot of stuff to do and it was like two months. So when I was about to launch it, I just took three days and I wrote the sales page and everything. And I launched it. And out of those 20 people, seven people actually joined the list. That's a really good conversion. Is there a sort of a price point at which this becomes worth doing? Like, for example, is there like, if you've got a $27 product, um, mm. then it's probably not worth putting this much effort in. But if you've got a $2,000 course, this is the thing to do. And then the second part of that question is, is this the thing that you can do to your list maybe like once a year or twice a year? Or is it something you can do more regularly than that without it becoming kind of transparent? Is it just like a really powerful once or twice a year launch, I guess? Yeah. So I'll say once or twice a year, or you can do it every quarter. And especially because that's the thing, right? You have a big email list. Not everybody's going to open those emails, right? So at the end of the day, I've seen it over time, over and over where the same, the same offer you can promote to a list three or six months, um, um, you know, um, later. And it actually sure. converts still because it's like, you know, there, maybe you have more people joining that list. You have some people who didn't open the email. So you can always leverage that idea. And going back to your, your point about like a $27 course, it doesn't really matter what it is. So if you have a $2,000 course, it just depends on like the medium you're using to sell it. Right. If they already know you and they're familiar with you sometimes. And if you, because sometimes you can build a, you can build an email list so strong where there's a relationship between you and the list that know you, that like you and they trust you where to the point you don't even have to like write, be a great copywriter or anything like that. You pretty much making recommendations. Love so that. it's like, Hey, I'm, I saw this, you know, this is really awesome. And I think you should go get it. And they will pretty much go get it because you've actually built, if you know how to market to your list really well, without just really always selling, just giving content and little things like that, they will trust you to the point where you just make recommendations. Before we get sure. into this week's subject line, can you just summarize for us? You mentioned the four types of emails uh, that you like to send. Will you just give us a little summary of what those four are, please? Yes. So those emails, like I said, those are the ones that you use to create that kind of report where you don't have to um, write, be a great copywriter anymore. You just make recommendations, right? And it just becomes easy. So the first part of the first email yeah, is four of them because the, the first two kind of go you know, hand in hand. And so, and there's a kind of way, a systematic way you will do it because when you start the indoctrination process, like I said, over 10 or 14 days. Mm -hmm. So really the first type of email will be the story, right? Because everybody likes a story. We can suspend our disbelief, right? Logic and everything mm -hmm. for a good story. You know what I mean? So you, you use that story to create a connection with you and the audience because everybody likes, you know, the Batman Robin story and something like, you know, relatability. I came from this. I didn't have anything like the hero's journey. There we go. Right. right. So everybody can relate to that. We like to listen to those kind of stories. Right. And you can get a little vulnerable. You can get vulnerable a little bit. Right. right. So kind of open up about struggles you've been through and stuff like that. It makes you look real and relatable. Right. Like a real person. Love That's that the one. first part of the email. Right. Love that one. And then you have the second part where you give content, just educate. You know what I mean? Give them aha moments, 
um, let them think, wow, how come I didn't think about that? This is awesome, right? So those that's like the second type of email. Mm-hmm. And the third is a um, the third is a pitch email, pretty much a pitch. It's like I'm pitching a product, right? It's a hard pitch. This is what it is. This is why you need it. Click here and we'll buy this product. So right? This is the recommendation then, that you talked about. Exactly. So when it gets to that point, it's like now you're making recommendation. But in the beginning, you probably will have to like do hard pitches and stuff like that, right? To kind of make those things work. But then then there's the one that I like to call like my trump card, right? It's called a hybrid email where you can use the story and the content to create, you know, uh, to write copy or write an email copy that, you know, the audience won't even know you're pitching them. So, for example, like I said, you can use a story type type and say, when I first started, I struggled. You know, it was it was it was like a lot of struggles, like I was fighting an uphill battle and I had to go through a lot of trial and error, spend a lot of money, this, that and the third. But I finally discovered this one thing. And when I discovered it, this is what happened to me. And I'm pretty sure you can relate to this, that and the third. If you like to know, you know, how you can actually do it the same way I did it Click here. That's kind of the same thing. And then you have to, so, and then you have the content too, where you educate and you create the need for email marketing. Like I just mentioned earlier about how, you know, email is good and, you know, it's an asset for your business and you can always use it to make money over and over and over and generate revenue. If you want to know how you can actually write emails this way, click here. So again, it's just like that. So different types of, you know, emails, but like what I, I can send emails all the time with like the hybrid type and people won't even know. So that's just kind of, you know, how, how you, you, you do that. Now, the one thing I wanted to mention that's really key here is you got to find a way to balance the, the story, the pitch and the content email and the hybrid all in the same in a sequence. Right. So normally what I will do is like I will send a story email. Let's say if the person just joined the list and I'm trying to indoctrinate them, I'll send a story email introducing myself and how I became this person or how I came across this thing that they're interested in. Right. And that'll just be that. Right. So that's the first day. And then. So the second day I'll probably send a second email that's content, right? And then in that same day, I can send a pitch email in the same day or the next day, right? But again, as you just wanna kind of know, so you if, if, if it's an email list that you're selling something, you want to start introducing them to the to the prospect of you that you're always going to occasionally sell them something instead of just always kind of giving content, giving content, and all of a sudden, boom, you have a you have a pitch to sell something. That is a see. massive, massive lesson. I know Rob has often talked about that case of if you educate and train your list that all you do is give them stuff away, when you do eventually offer them something, they're going to freak out. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Let's move into the next section of the show. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. You've got a subject line that we're going to dissect Abraham, what we're doing this week? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, the subject line that I talked about is like you just mentioned a name. So one of the, the I mean, I'm gonna give you an example. It's like Rob, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, he hears that a lot. Sorry, man. Ma- Sorry, ma- man. Mainly from his girlfriend. <laughs> 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 I'm di- so name. I'm disappointed in you. Well, okay, yes. Why the hell? Why do you think that works so much? What's your insight on that? All right, because the first thing is you mentioned the name, right? Right. And that's very personal. Mm-hmm. It's just very personal. And the thing is, the secret to this, you don't use this all the time. It's like every once in a while you use it. But it's like, if you mention somebody's name, doesn't matter where they are in a crowd or something, right? They will turn around and say, what's going on, right? And then so I randomly come out of somewhere and I say, hey, I'm disappointed in you. It's like, whoa, what? So there are a lot of questions because the, the psychology of an email, of an email subject line is just to get somebody to open your email. Right. That's it. Right. right. So at the end of the day, if you say something like that, it'll create so much curiosity in their minds that they're going, 
whoa, whoa what do you mean? What, what, why are you, what, you know, why are you disappointing me? What did I do? Like how, you know, how, so there's so many questions going in there that you will click instantly to see what is he talking about? What, what is this? Love it. And to be disappointed. Cool. I love that. I really, really like it. That's this week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week. <laughs> so this has been awesome. Now, Abraham, if people want to find out more about you and everything that you're doing, tell us where to go. Yeah. So I actually, so wonder you can find me on Facebook. I'm always like, you know, responsive to my messages and stuff like that. It's Abraham Calon. That's my name or LinkedIn. And, but then I do have like a, like a website. It's kind of like a website, but you know, in, in digital marketing terms, it's a funnel because a funnel is just taking people directly, you know, taking all the options away and pointing them to doing one thing. So it's a funnel where you go there and then I kind of show you the three-step process I use to write copies. So it's for emails, Facebook ads, sales pages, webinars, and all of those things. So it's um, www.overachievercopy.com. Like Overachiever Absolutely. We're going to look, we're going to link to that, your Facebook page, all the stuff and all the show notes over on the show notes page, which is exactly where Robert just go to the email marketing show.com forward slash overachiever. Love it. The email marketing show.com forward slash overachiever. Thank you so much for being on the show, Abraham. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. It was an honor. Cheers. The- The idea of thinking of it as like a warm up to a movie release. I really like that. <laughs>